Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. In today's podcast, I'd like to begin with a simple reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. So we are to fear the Lord our God. In other words, God requires for us a reverential honor towards him, not a fear that would make us shrink back, but a heart that so honors God that we would be hesitant to even offend him. We are also to walk in all of his ways. God requires us to live our lives after the pattern that he has set for us, to walk on his road and not on our own, to do the things which are right, not the things which are evil. We are to love him. God requires us to love him, and this means the love he expects is not a love that just happens, is not spontaneous, but rather it's a love that comes from a decision to set our affection upon him. It's intentional. We are to serve the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul. God requires us to serve him, to see all that we do as service unto him, and to do all that we do as doing it unto him. And then we're to keep the commandments of the Lord in his statutes. God requires us to not only know his word, but to keep it in the sense of possessing it in ourselves and in the sense of protecting it. And so that we know his will for our lives, we know our purpose And we know the difference between right and wrong, and we're able to discern those things. And the reason for all of this is that it's for your good. Every command of God is given for our good. They are never given so he can exercise his power or so he can feel important. Every command he makes is with our best interest in mind, even if we cannot sense it or understand it. There's an old story about four blind men who encountered an elephant. One man placed his hands on the elephant's thick leg. An elephant is like a tree, he announced, thick and strong. Another man gripped one of the elephant's ears in his hands. No, my friend, he said, an elephant is like a great palm leaf, thin and flexible. A third man grabbed the animal by the tail. You are both wrong, he said. An elephant is like a rope, long and lean. The fourth blind man leaned against the elephant's massive body and said, You are all as stupid as you are blind. An elephant is none of those things. It is strong and hard, just like a mighty wall. You see, those four blind men are kind of like you and me in our efforts to learn right from wrong apart from God's word. You may have already discovered that no two people have the same ideas of right and wrong. No one can seem to agree on what's good and what's evil. And then some people say it's wrong to do that, and others respond, no, it's wrong to say that's wrong. It's really right. That's because we're all like those blind men. Each of us can only see a small part of the picture. We can't see the future. We can't even see very well right in front of us. We do not know all the effects our words and actions can have. It would be much easier for a blind man to describe an elephant than it would be for any one of us to see good and evil clearly apart from God's word. Imagine if someone with perfect sight were to come along and discover those blind men arguing about what an elephant looks like. That person would tell them what an elephant really looks like. They may not believe him, but if they listened, his description would make sense out of their different experiences and perspectives. And that is what God's word does for us. He tells us what things are right and what things are wrong with absolute authority. 
And he can do that, of course, because unlike us, he sees everything clearly and knows everything completely. We may choose not to believe him, but if we will listen to him and obey what he says, we'll discover that we can trust God's view of right and wrong because it's right. As we close, I want you to think on a couple questions. Do you usually act as if you know more than God or as if God knows more than you do? And secondly, how does a person act if he or she trusts God's view of right and wrong? How should we act? Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it is my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.